Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 139 of the JB Sism Show. My friends, in today's episode, I'm talking about the many, many, many different methods, well, seven, in fact, the different methods to outlining your book. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the beautiful lakes of Minnesota and the Twin Cities, welcome to the JB Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now, here's your host, Jason Sism. And taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best each and every week here at jbsism.com. Well, my friends, welcome back to another great episode. I'm excited. This is the first time you're listening to this show. I encourage you to sit back and enjoy the ride. This show is designed to helping you take your message to the next level so you can reach the world with the message that God has on your heart. Now, if you have done any form of writing, you know that we are consistently bombarded with the rules of writing. Rules exist to give us boundaries in which we operate, but what if there is one rule writers say you should always follow? That rule is outlining. Well, my friends, in today's episode, we're talking about outlining a book and why this is the number one rule that you should live by. But there's more than one way to outline a book, and I'll show you my favorite way. And also, stick around because I have a special free gift for you just for listening to this podcast. Welcome to the show. Sit back. This is going to be fun. Well, fun it is. It is a beautiful Friday and uh, been outside a couple of times and mostly been sitting at my desk writing. And I've got to tell you that this is where I want to be. I want to be writing my books. I want to be writing my stories. I want to be getting the message that God has on my heart out into the world so that people can experience the joy that I have on the inside of my heart. So, Anyway, well, I'm excited about today's episode because I am talking about something that is near and dear to my heart, and that is outlining. Why? Because I sucked at outlining when I first started writing, and this is now something I cannot do without. So we're going to be getting into that, and when I did start writing, uh, I guess I will get into it a little bit here, I did not use any form of outlining. I didn't use any form of story mapping. And the reason? I had no clue what I was doing. Maybe you're feeling that way. Maybe you're feeling uh, frustrated because you're not getting anywhere with your work in progress. But something magical happened. My novella didn't take shape. Okay, that's not the magical part. The magical part is this. I realized I needed to find a way to help myself along. And I ended up taking my story, thinking about it, processing it out, and then I began to write down everything I wanted to happen before I wrote my final chapter. Now, without knowing what you're up against in writing a book, you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to leave feeling like a failure. 
Because if you don't have a clue as to where you're headed in your writing, you're going to have to sit down and figure out who you are as a writer. And this this little idea of sitting down and figuring out how you write and, and how you process everything is going to be the crux in which you'll navigate the book writing world. And, and, and really, there really is no set way to be a writer. The goal is to get the message out, right? The goal is to actually sit down with a pen or a pencil or your keyboard, however it is you choose to write, and get your words out onto the page. We all start from the same place. We all start from a blank page. We all start from no idea to having a full-fledged book, right? And and I think this is what hangs up a lot of people is they see all these great ideas out there on how to write a book, but they never actually sit down to write the book. And 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 I know the feeling. I know it all too well because I have so many works in progress that will never see the light of day and I don't feel like going back and writing them again because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't plan it out. I didn't think it through. And this is what we're talking about today because the idea is to take what's in your heart, take what's in your head, and begin mapping it out, begin outlining it out. Now, all of that to say, you don't have to be a very stingent outliner. You don't have to be somebody who is going to gruel over your next thought process. Because it can be a grueling process. But the idea is, we want to make sure that we get our thoughts out into the world. Because you don't want to feel like a failure. I don't want to feel like a failure. And and I got to tell you, when I wrote my book, Divine Providence, and I got it finished, I felt really good. I felt like I actually accomplished something. And I can't tell you how many writers I've talked to where they are just happy to actually get the book written. They spend years or months working on it and they finally get to the point where they can actually write the book and they get it down onto paper and they just breathe a sigh of relief and they're like, holy cow, I finally got it done. And and that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. I, I have one book that I'm editing right now. I have another book that is currently, it's finished editing. The, the editing stage is done. Now I'm just waiting on illustrations for uh, a children's book that I wrote. And so I, I have three different books at different phases right now. One book is just waiting for illustrations. The editing is done. It's ready once I get the illustrations to go to print. My second book, I am knee deep in the editing phase. And my third book, I am knee deep in the outlining stage. So I have these three different works in progress and that's kind of where I always want to be is always have something down the pike. I always have something that I'm working on. But as you navigate the writing world, know this. Everybody says there are rules to writing and that you must be an outliner. I'm going to be the first one to tell you that no, you do not need to be an outliner. It's 
it's one of these things that is frustrating because you feel like you have all these rules you need to live by and then when you don't meet those rules you wonder well am I even cut out to do this writing business all right I got more for you up next this is the JB Sism show One of the things that has really helped me with my writing is being able to map out exactly what I'm doing. But let me say this. Before we jump into that, there really are two types of writers. You have your outliners and you have your pantsers. <laughs> and, and if you were to take a poll on, on any writing forum or go to any writing group on Facebook, you're going to quickly discover that writers usually fall within these two major camps, plotters and outliners, and then pantsers. But by determining who you are as a writer, you need to know the difference between the two styles of writing. Now, the two different styles are this. One, outliners. These individuals, they're meticulous in how they approach writing. They write and they plot out every major detail. And they want to make sure that all that detail is included in their work in progress. They don't want to miss anything. So people like James Patterson and Steffi Myers, they both fall into this kind of a, an outlining category. Stephanie. Meyer says this on her website, and I have the link on my um, show notes at jbcism.com forward slash 139, jbcism.com forward slash 139. Stephanie Meyer says this, you really need an outline to work to keep from getting lost. In other words, you need something to help hold you accountable, keep you grounded so that you get your story done. Now, that being said, Stephanie wasn't always a outliner. She started her first book, Twilight. She actually wrote by the seat of her pants. All of her other books, she mostly has outlined and, and got the job done. Now, James Patterson is another big name. Every one out of every seven, I think, seven hardcover books is a James Patterson novel. And one out of every 17 books purchased in the United States is a James Patterson novel. Now, James Patterson is big, big, big guy on outlining. He says this. He goes, I'm a fanatic about outlining. It's going to make whatever you're writing better. You'll have fewer false starts and you'll take a shorter amount of time. I write them over and over again. And when you read my outline, it's like reading a book. Now, I took James Patterson's course on writing as a fantastic course. And, and I love his approach to outlining. Now, I incorporate my own style of outlining with his style of outlining. And I kind of mesh them together, marry them together. And, and I kind of found a process that I think works best for me. And I love it. Um, but that's really what an outliner does. They work on it so that they have fewer false starts 
and they get their book written in a shorter amount of time. Now we come to the pantsers. A pantser is an individual who loves to fly by the seat of their pants. It's why it was where we get the term pantser from. Yeah, they don't dictate where the story is going, and they really allow the story to evolve as the characters get into trouble. In other words, they want this natural, they kind of want this organic way of telling stories because it involves, it evolves very much like our life evolves in the world. You know, and, and the thing is, Stephen King says, once I get to the end of my story, I know I'm at the end of my story. You know, I kind of know where I'm going, but, but I really ride by the seat of my, fan, seat of my pants. And, and King famously threw gas onto the writing fire when he said in his book on writing that he doesn't use outlines. And there are other writers, he says, well, they shouldn't use outlines either. And actually, nobody should use an outline because he says, I want to put characters into situations because I want to see what happens. So in other words, what King is desperately trying to tell us is this. I don't want you to think, I just want you to write. Don't think, just write. Now, Stephen King says, try and put interesting characters into difficult situations. And while you write, you write to find out what happens. So in other words, he's really telling us you have to know your story to a point. But plotting is just an exercise to get you from point A to point B. In other words, don't allow the, the minute details to stop you from actually writing your story. That's really what he's saying. He's saying you got to know what you're doing. you got to know what you're writing. Yes, find out what happens, but you got to know where you're going at the same point. And in other words... Stop overthinking your writing and actually begin to write the story that you were meant to write. And I think so many writers, they try to be the James Pattersons of the world. They try to be the John Grishams. They try to be the Stephanie Myers. They try to, they try to be the Nora Roberts of the world. And, and they really don't get anywhere. So really what we need to do is we need to decide early on who we are. That's what you and me as a writer need to do. We have to know who we are. Pantsers, I believe, they struggle with sticking to structure. And then plotters who try the pantsing style, they struggle with the bunny trails. And, and I think both writers, they get frustrated. and they, they want to rip their hair out and they go, oh my gosh, what are we doing? They're digging their knuckles into their eyes. They get frustrated. So, you know, I think it's one thing to write an outline and stick to it. But I don't think we as writers need to become so rigid that we're unwilling to give pantsing a try. You know, you might even like it. You know, in other words, if you're a pantser, don't be so dogmatic about throwing characters into situations that you forget about why you're even writing your story. So in other words, yes, King says throw your characters into situations and write to see what happens. But at the same time, you still have to kind of know where you're going to end up so that you don't get lost in 
the journey. And I think that's really a fine a fine balance to find out where you're you're going in your writing. It, it can be difficult. It can be frustrating at times. But the goal is you need to discover who you are. And you will find, I believe, which form of writing suits your style and suits your taste. I know I did. It took me a few years to discover it. But I love outlining to the point. And it's all painting from there. This is the JB Sism Show. we know are two different main methodologies of writing a book let me say this there are several methods when it comes to actually structuring your novel structuring your book but the question I think you have to answer is this what method is it going to work for you now I have seven different outlines that I'm going to talk about today Uh, they're all written down Um, And I give some examples, uh, actually written examples and a couple of images as well. So I want you to go to jbcism.com forward slash 139, jbcism.com forward slash 139. And you're going to get, you're going to get all of these examples here. And then as well as I have a special gift just for you on one of these methods, which is my favorite method, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Right now, go to jbcism.com forward slash 139 if you don't want to wait to find out what it is I have for you. I have a link right there at the bottom of the blog post. You're not going to want to leave this episode without getting this special tool that I want to give you that's going to help you plot your story, outline your book, and get you on the road to getting a book written faster than ever before. All right, so enough of that jbcism.com forward slash 139 last time. All right. So here we go. Seven different outlining tools or forms I want to give you. Number one is this. It is the traditional, the formal outline. Yes, this is the formal outline, and we are going to be very, very formal. Now, (laughs) a traditional outline is this. It involves... A linear thought process. You begin with your main idea. In other words, this is your big A. You know, think of the big letter A. This is your big A. And then underneath the A, you're followed by several sub points or sub ideas, which is like A, and then you tab over and there's a one. So that's your sub idea. And then you can tab over again and write another A. That's your sub sub plot or your sub sub idea and then you can go directly under that and do a b and write another sub sub point you need at least two under everything so here's the deal if you write an a you tab over you have a one write your sub idea if you're going to break that down any further tab over again and write an a write your sub sub idea 
Enter down and write another sub-sub idea. You need at least two of those in an outline for proper form. And then under that, you can do another one um, or an I, like lowercase I. You could do that as well. That works just fine. Um, either way works. But you're taking the idea and, and you're breaking it down and you're just kind of bullet pointing these out. And you're breaking them down and you keep fleshing it out until you get to your second B, which is your next main point on the outline. So you could call it a B. You could also call it a Roman number or num, Roman number two if you want. You know, it doesn't matter which way you're going to do it, whether it's Roman numerals or letters, be consistent. Now, this may seem over the top, but I but I honestly think there are times when a very detailed outline becomes very needed. And I think this is especially true when you are writing a teaching book. And and especially if you're working with a publisher or an editor, they're going to want to see some kind of a detailed outline from you. And, you know, yes, this is a very classic. It's a very formal outline. It has really stood the test of time. Give it a try if you wanted to. I personally don't use this style, but I do know people who like this kind of thought process. They they want to write down Roman numeral one. Here's my main point. And then an A. Here's my sub point. And then a Roman, small Roman numeral one. Here's my sub sub point. And, you know, they keep breaking all of their themes and their ideas down to the next level. So whatever you choose to do, um, you know, that is the traditional and formal outline. I have an example on uh, the show notes as well. You can check that out. Number two is the simplified or what I call the bullet point outline. Now, this method is really all about getting to the bones of the story and getting them written down. You don't have to be as detailed as that formal outline, which... Ah, I always hated writing formal outlines when I was in school, whether it was high school or college, hated it. Oh my gosh. But here's the deal. You need to be as detailed as you want to be. You just need enough information to get started in the right direction. Now, I personally really like this outline style because I think in bullet points, you know, often when I'm um, writing notes, I, I will write a point and then I'll do a little dash or a dot as a bullet point. And then I'll write the next idea down. I, I tend to write in bullet points. And so I kind of like this idea. And and I often begin a lot of my thought processes, whether it's writing a blog post, whether it's writing a book, I often begin my thought process as a bullet point uh, list. Now, whether you're using a sheet of paper like a, a yellow legal pad, which... I use a yellow legal pad for a lot of things. Um, or if you're a bullet journal kind of a person, you can use a bullet journal for this as well. I, I, I've i never really gotten into bullet journals, which is funny because I like this bullet point outline form of, of, of getting my outlines done. But I've never gotten into bullet point journals, maybe because I've never really tried. So whether you're using a bullet point journal, which you can if you like all of that stuff, you can also use a legal pad. Uh, you can use Evernote. I, um, I, I've used Evernote many times to do bullet lists. Um, but one app that really makes it simple, I love this app, 
It's an app called Workflowy. W-O-R-K-F-L-O-W-Y. So Workflowy. It's a great app. It's a it's a simple bullet point tool that helps you get your thoughts down. The nice thing about it, and the nice thing about using a bullet point app like Workflow Workflowy, you can also write paragraphs if you want it. You can write a paragraph bullet point. And and it saves it in the cloud. You can come to it again and again. But basically, this outline method allows you and helps you to keep your story flowing without getting too detailed. And I think that's the beauty of bullet points. You could just write a little bullet point. You know, um, John went to the store and ran into his long-lost sister, Jenna. Bullet point number two. Even though he hadn't seen Jenna in multiple years, the idea that she had a hand in their mother's death troubled him. Bullet point number three. They didn't exchange much, many words except just a few pleasantries before leaving the store. Bullet point number four. You see where I'm going with this? So you could just simply write a bullet point of kind of what's going on in your head for a particular scene, for a particular uh, chapter, however you want to use it. You can make it how you want it. You can use one scene per, you know, one bullet point per chapter. You can have, do it like a, a formal outline to a point. You can have a, a bullet point for the main thought and then a couple bullet points underneath to fill out your chapter and your scene, whatever you want to do, just be consistent and make it work for you. So it's a great app. Uh, it's a great app to use. Uh, you can use paper, bullet point journals, whatever you want to do. Bullet point outlines are awesome. So you can get the app on the show notes as well. I got a link there, jbcism.com forward slash one to three, nine, throw that out there again. All right. Number three, Number three is this. This is called the snowflake method. You know, it's Christmas and the snow starts falling. And have you ever looked at a snowflake that kind of hits your window and you stare at it and you can see all its little intricate workings? You see kind of that center and it all everything kind of moves out from that center, forms a beautiful crystal-like snowflake? Well, this way of outlining is a very highly organized and systematic way of writing a book. But it involves starting with a small or a main idea. So you take your main idea, write it down, then you start drawing lines out from it and you start expanding outward like a snowflake until you're happy with each segment of the book that you're writing. And so you can have a lot of different moving parts and think of each little branch as a plot or a subplot of your book. Every main branch off of that center plot, center idea is your main plot. Every little branch off of that is your subplots. You can really begin to form a beautiful outline out of this. Now, this method allows the writer, I believe, to really explore the different ideas and to help them find parts of their story or book that I think work and those that seem to come to a dead end. So you can find yourself writing to a dead end. You can just write an X through that and call it a day. But the nice thing is no two snowflakes are the same. So it's not a standardized style of outlining. You can write your outlines and they can come up different for every piece that you do. 
Now, I will say this. There is a warning or a caveat with this style of outlining. Is I think it can be easy to get too carried away, but I think you lose sight of your original intent of writing your story. And so if you get too far away, you get too many branches away from your main idea, you have to look at that and say, does all of these outside edges of my snowflake, does that still tie into the main central idea of my book? And I think that's what you have to ultimately come to decide in your own way as you're using the snowflake method. Now, I have a picture on the show notes for you. You can check that out. But it's a really cool way to begin outlining and and thinking about your book in kind of a non-linear format. All right, number four is this. It is called the W or the three-act outline. Now, this is kind of a fun outline to do. Um, and, and you've heard it said that every great story has three or four major acts. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you've not. But if you watch any amount of TV or movies, you're going to find that you have an opening act. And that sets up the story. And, and then it concludes with a major problem. And that's really the end of act one. So it sets up your story and it concludes with a major problem. Then, Act 2, you take your problem, and that ends up moving your characters to a major conflict. That's where Act 2 really ends, is, is it moves them to this major conflict. Now, once that happens, it's time to begin moving that conflict to the main climax or the final showdown, which concludes with a resolution, and then, obviously, your falling action. And that ends your third act. Now, this is the major story arc for all novels, all books, all TV shows. They all have a three-act structure. And and you can use a very similar idea for your nonfiction book as well. But act one sets up the problem you're addressing. And, and what you do is you write a W on a page and and at the top of the W to the bottom of the the point of the W, from the top line on the left to the point at the bottom, that's Act 1. So that point is kind of the ending of Act 1. And then you have the middle triangle of your W, and that's Act 2. And Act 2 then moves the conflict to a main climax, and then your final showdown is where Act 3 begins. And then your resolution. So Act 2 is you're helping the reader discover that there's an answer, and so that that triangle, that middle triangle, is your middle act. And then you show the reader steps to take their life to the next level if you're using it for a nonfiction book. You can also use it at uh, for fiction. It doesn't matter. But you got to remember, the first line is Act 1, so you're setting the story up. The middle triangle of the W is your Act 2, and so you're setting up all the conflict. You're setting up all the major climaxes, 
and that that falling edge of the middle triangle moving to the second point of the W or the third point of the W, I should say, that is where you're setting up your major conflict. And then at that W, you have your major conflict and then you move towards your falling action and your resolution, which is at the end of the other side of the W. So it's kind of hard to explain it in words here like this. I, I will have a picture online as well where I will have a, a W written and you're going to see the three-act structure there. But really, it's a, it's, it's a three-act structure. So just remember, if you're looking at a W, you have the left-hand line that moves to the bottom point. That's act one. And then from that bottom point up to the middle point, which is at the top of the W, down to the bottom of the second point at the bottom of the W, the second point on the bottom, that's act one. So that middle triangle is act act two, I'm sorry. And then that final line moving away from that triangle is your third and final act. Now, you can use bullet points along each of the lines to help you arrange your story. You can put sentences um, or just a short paragraph to describe your three-act outline. Whatever you do, you know, the outline, the W is a great way to do it because you can actually see physically the three story arcs or the three main acts of your book. So, so there's that. And I, I hope, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> if not, go to jbcism.com forward slash one to three nine and you can see the image there. I hope I did a good job of explaining that. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. Number five, we're moving right along is the plot board outline. Yay. Uh, this takes kind of that W idea and it marries it with your bullet point outline. Remember that bullet point outline I was talking about? And personally, this is my favorite outline. I learned this from uh, a fellow author uh, by the name of Erica Vetch. She is um, an award-winning Christian um, romance novelist and had... I've had a chance to meet her on a few different occasions. Fantastic author, great writer. And she taught me this plot board outline, and I didn't know what to think about it at first. I gave it a try. I love it. Oh my gosh, do I love it. Uh, this is my personal favorite outline. And now I begin every major writing project with this method. And I have a picture of my board below. But I begin by writing down ideas on little post-it notes. So I take my bullet points. So remember my bullet point method from number two. I take my bullet points and instead of writing them on a legal pad, I write them down on post-it notes. And I use different colored post-it notes for different characters. But the idea is you write just a kind of a one or two sentence idea for that post-it note. Now, each for me, each post-it note represents a scene in the book. So I may have 60 or 70 post-it notes, and that could end up becoming like a, a 60 to 70 page book. I mean, 60, 70 page. Oh, my gosh. 60 to 70 page. 60 to 70 chapter book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. All right. Anyway, that being said. So here's the deal. So I take my ideas. I write bullet points out on post-it notes. That's where I'm going with this. 
Once I've written out all of my post-it notes, I need somewhere to organize them into a, sequen- into a sequential order. And so what I do is I take a um, kind of that, that three-way fold-out science project board. Remember those boards that you use in, in science on science day? Um, I break the board up into 25 squares. And then I go further and I actually break it up into another set of 12 squares for my characters where I deal with my character motivations, internal, external, the conflicts that they have. And and I write all of those goals and I write all of those conflicts and I write all of those things down about my characters. That way I know my characters. But the main part of the board, and this is the part of the outline that comes in handy, it's broken up into 25 squares. So rows of five so you got five ten fifteen twenty twenty five uh squares and each square represents a chapter in the book so i can organize each chapter with multiple post-it notes and i can do a string of post-it notes if i want and and these post-it notes represents the scenes within each chapter. Now, we all know that a lot of books will have anywhere from 30 to 50 chapters uh, in a book. And so you can always flesh it out even further if you want, but the board only has room for 25 squares, so that's kind of what you get. But each square represents a chapter, and then you put your bullet point post-it notes in there. And the thing I love about using this method is I can actually visualize my outline and all of my story arcs. And at the end of each of the first three rows, I begin setting up the next arc. So row row one really is, you know, my my main arc, you know, my main setup. Row in the next couple of rows are really the main middle part of the book that sets up the second act. And then the final row is really where I begin to blend together everything that happened in the first two acts and I begin to develop my third act. And and if you're a visual person and you hate writing outlines, I think this is a great way to pants your way through a book without really committing to several thousand words that you may end up throwing away. Now that's the problem I have with pantsing your way through a book is it feels like you may end up throwing stuff away that you've written. And so being able to take all of these different cues and these post-it notes and you kind of put them all together and you can take them off, throw them away, write a new scene as as you start changing stuff. And the thing, I have, thing is how I write my outlines, it's a very fluid outline. It's always changing. And so as I'm writing my book... And I think, well, what if this happens? I go back to my outline and I'm like, okay, what changes do I need to make to my outline to make this work? And so I can pants my way through it, but at least I have a structure. So so there's that. Now, I have, if you, do, if you are very much a digital person and you don't want to deal with uh, uh, another thing in your house, <laughs> I have both the digital and I have the, the physical plot board. 
but I created a digital plot board. Now, this is the special gift I wanted to give you. So go to today's show notes, jbcism.com forward slash 139, and you're going to find at the bottom of the post a special form for you to fill out to get the free gift that I have for you. Now, the gift I have for you is an Evernote digital version of my plot board, and I give you instructions on how to use it. It's great. I've had several people download it already and have put it to use. So I encourage you, sign up for that. Uh, get that free tool because it's going to help you with your outlining. If you're wanting a new way to outline, using a plot board, I think, is a great way to do it. So jbcism.com forward slash 139. jbcism.com forward slash 139. Sign up at the very bottom uh, get this free Evernote tool, which is a digital form of the plot board, and you can actually use bullet points in each of these little squares that I have set up, and it's great. I encourage you to use it. It's fantastic. So, you won't have to throw away your work. Now, number six is this. This is the chapter synopsis outline. So we have our plot board outline. Now we have the chapter synopsis. Now this is my second favorite style of outlining. And I do this for every book. And in fact, I use this for outlining my blog posts as well, which I did today. So here's the deal. I'm a huge fan of James Patterson. Maybe you're not. I am. I love James Patterson. And mainly I think my writing style is very similar. So I like fast action. I like short chapters. I want my story to keep moving. I want to skip all the fluff. And and this method is really his method of writing, and, and I like it. When he sits down to write, he, he takes a yellow legal pad and a pencil, and he begin begins writing out a couple hundred words for every chapter. So he only writes a paragraph or two for each chapter in his book. and gives him an idea of what's going to happen in that chapter. And I think, I think this is by far the second easiest form of outlining. So I take, so I go to my plot board, which has all these bullet point post-it notes, right? I take my bullet points from the plot board, and then I turn each bullet point into a paragraph. And every paragraph ends up becoming about a half page or more, and that concludes one chapter. So by the end of my outline, I may have already written nearly 10,000 words or 65 or more chapters detailed out into paragraph format. And and this helps me. This is where my pantsing comes into play and and I begin to let my stories fly. I take my outline, I use them as I take my bullet point outline on the plot board. I use it as a guide, use it as a way to help me visualize what I'm writing and then I go to paper with a pen or a pencil and I begin writing out some simple paragraphs of everything I think that scene needs based upon the bullet points that I've written in my outline. And so basically I'm going from bullet point ideas and I'm extrapolating that out into full-on paragraphs that help me. So, I hope that makes sense. 
All right, and then finally, number seven, this is called the simplified synopsis. This really, here's the deal. It's really not much of an outline, but I think the more you understand your why for writing the book, the more this is going to make sense. And I think this is really helpful. If you're a pantser and you really could care less about bullet point outlines, formal outlines, these plot boards I'm talking about, if you could care less about all of this, I think this is going to be really helpful for you because this allows you to get an overarching idea of what your book is, I think, before you commit to writing because you can actually get this idea of will this work or will this not work? Now, I gathered this idea from James, not James Patterson. I got this idea from Michael Hyatt and I retweaked it for the writing world. So he has this idea of you take these this tool and a simple outline to begin extrapolating out what it is that's in your heart, what's in it, what's in your head for your business. But I wanted to use it for a book. So here's how you write a simple synopsis for your book. So I want you to get a pen and paper, write this down. I also have it on in the show notes. My book, and then state the title of your book. So if you know a working title, so my book, state the working title, is about what's your book about? What's the idea? What's the character? If you're writing a nonfiction book, you could say my book will help, and then state your target audience. So my book is about XYZ. To help my character to do or understand, so in other words, the goal of writing the book, what is really going to happen in this story? What's going to happen in this book? So that the character can have this desire transformation. So does that make sense? So my book, state the title, is about whatever the character and idea is. To do or understand the goal of writing the book so that you can have a desire transformation. This is a great way to begin understanding what it is that you're wanting to write. What it is that you're trying to accomplish. And so you may not need an outline, but maybe just having a simplified synopsis of what your book is. Think of this as the back cover copy. What does the back cover say? You know, if you were to flip over a book and you were to read what the novel was about, what would it say? You know, this book is is about XYZ so that the character can understand or so the character can do this so that they can have this desire transformation. That's what you want because you always want a desire transformation at the end of the book. So no matter what your writing style is or who you are as a writer, I think the goal of writing is this, to write. (laughs) It makes perfect sense, right? You know, Dean Koontz uh, says this about writing, and I got this from Jerry Jenkins' blog, and I got the link there as well on the show notes. But plunge yourself and your main characters into a terrible trouble as soon as possible. 
trouble is going to mean different depending on the genre. Number two, everything your character does to try to get out of the trouble only makes everything worse. And eventually, things are going to appear very, very hopeless for your character. And finally, everything your characters learn through all of the trouble, through all of the turmoil, everything that they have learned through all of this gives them what they need to personally conquer the opposition that's going on in their life. You know, my friends, that's how you write. So get your characters into trouble. And more they get out of trouble, it makes it worse. Things are going to appear hopeless, but they will learn a lesson along the way, and they're going to be able to conquer their problems. So make sure you follow Kuhn's advice, and next time try one of my writing outline ideas, because you never know how much you just may find that perfect way of writing that fits and meets all of your needs. Well, my friends, I hope this show has been valuable to you. It's a longer episode because I had a lot to pack in. So enjoy that. Go to jbcism.com forward slash one to three nine. Get the free outlining tool that I have for you. And my friends, until next week, sit down, write your books and get going because I want to see your words on the written page. All right. God bless. Have a great week. I will see you right here again at jbcism.com next week. All right, my friends. God bless. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbcism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbcism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.